are plugged in to the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shanghai. Listeners, thank you for plugging into the Outlet Radio Show. I'm your host, Zania Shangay. Um, I'm really excited because once again, Jeff is by my side here. He is not, for some reason, he hasn't broken the chain that I have around his ankle, so he is still <laughs> with me. Thank you for being here, holding me down on sound, Mr. V. Jeffrey Smith. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I hid the key, so you're never going anywhere. <laughs> and as far as my guest this week, I'm really, 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 really stoked to have this dude here because I can't wait to tell you what he has done for my show. But I'm just going to jump right in and just introduce him so we can get into that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Marcus Machado. There he is. There he is. In the floor. Hey, so we have this amazing, famous, like, huge star no. guitarist who's, like, touring no. everywhere. He don't have no time for Zania. Like, Please. I think two years ago when we were initially doing the show, he'd be like, Zania, like, I would love to get on your show. And now it's like, I'm like, Marcus, come get on my show, please. Where are you? Where are you? My office hours are from 9 to 5. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Never that. <laughs> Happy to be here. Finally. So I have to I have to start by mentioning how you um blessed my show before we even put it out there. Like before and I, I think before we even really did an interview, maybe even. Was it did we record an interview at that point? Had we no. Oh, no. okay. So before mm-hmm. we even recorded an interview, I overheard um Jeff during one of our famous conversations we'd be on the phone for like hours just talking while he working and he was working on this track that this kid that I had never heard of named Marcus Machado had sent him and I heard Jeff doing his thing in the background and I'm like whoa 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 what is that that is pretty dope can you send that to me I want to hear it like not through the phone so Jeff sent it to me I think I think you sent yep. it to me you sent it and to then me I said. was like oh my god this is amazing I love it and I was like, that would be kind of dope and fly for the radio show, don't you think? For like the intro and the outro, whatever. And Jeff was like, eh, let's ask. And I was like, really? Like, I don't, I don't know that anybody would. Are you sure? And Jeff was like, yeah, let's ask him. So it was as simple as like one question. Yep. Marcus was like, sure. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? So I have the email saved just in case he changes his mind. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> like, that didn't happen, though. I no, have no, proof. No. I have proof. So the intro that you hear, the music that's playing in the background for the intro and the closing, that is Marcus Machado. That is off your album, off that's your album 29. What's the name of the track? New Things. New Things. That's so funny because this is like new things yeah. for me, right? It's okay. your theme song. <laughs> All along. It, yeah. And it is so dope. It is 
I remember I heard you play it live at Guitar Center, and mm. I like got all misty because I was like, oh, "That's the song! That's the song!" Mm. So I get to say on air officially, even though I've said this to you a million times, thank you so much for that. Uh, no worries. Thank no worries. You. All good. This playing with <laughs> <laughs> publishing. <laughs> no. So Marcus, how has it been? You just you literally it feels like you've just kind of arrived on the scene for a lot of people who don't know you it seems like you just kind of came here out of nowhere but mm. you've been doing this for a long time from what you've told me yep. you've been playing the gar- guitar since you were like two years old which i don't even yep. know what kind of guitar is small enough <laughs> for a two-year-old so what has this journey to now to 29 been like for you it's been good i can't can't complain like everything has been happening pretty much everything is like organic you know everything that i wanted to do with certain goals that i had it's actually happening at the right time. So it's not going too fast or too slow. It's just enjoying the ride and just trying to get better. That's yeah. pretty much pretty much it. Yeah. You're a baby. Like uh, I mean you look you're he's a fresh grown out man, of high school. But he looks Jeff like Jeff knows me Jeff knows me when I was really fresh out of high school. Like all of these people you, that a little facial hair. <laughs> all these people that chunk. I that I know in the industry, which are very few, but all of them that have worked with you have known you for a long time since yep. you were like a teenager and they've they saw the potential for where you are right now mm-hmm. very early on you actually acknowledged in was it rolling stones yeah um mm-hmm. as um yeah young, guns, young guns that's yeah, right the next young gun, yeah, the yeah. Next young gun. come on Something like that. come on now really <laughs> and we had a conversation um about a week or so ago where mm-hmm. you were talking about how you know that was a great acknowledgement for you and that was exciting yeah. but it takes more than just these announcements yeah just an article you definitely gotta you know get out on the circuit and just grind and i think like with guitar playing you know it's a different time because back in the old days you know you had like steve ray vaughn or prince or eric clapton you had guitar players like out in the forefront it was a lead now it's kind of like if you hear a guitar player it's kind of on the track so on the session in the background or whatever so that's what i try to do is just try to be it bring that more back out in the forefront and you know where like you have different like uh songs like feature features or whatever use the guitar as a forefront so and try to touch all different genres of music so like i love rock as much as i love jazz blues hip-hop funk and you know just try to put my own spin on it yeah 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 mm. You had said that you recorded 29 on your laptop mm-hmm. and you mixed it yourself. Yeah. What? <laughs> Come on. Yep. Explain. Like, what What made you decide to go that route versus the alternative route? Yeah, that part, and that whole process was um, at the time I was living in Holland, Amsterdam. And, um, you know, I had multiple different studios that I was working out of. And at that time, I didn't have that much experience with, like, mixing and recording. Mm-hmm. your own music on your own okay. i just i had got a macbook this is like what 2009 got a macbook put logic on there i hit jeff up <laughs> so, <give> me, <laughs> so what you got reason cubase give me a whole bunch of sounds and i just started to just study and just you know pick it up and in the beginning i used to ask jeff a whole lot of questions and he used to tell me he's like yeah you do this and you do that and it just seemed chinese to me i was like <laughs> i can't figure this out but then after a while i just started to you know, pick it up, and the more I start learning how to record on my own, different ideas just kept, you know, just kept flowing out. In 29, that was just something I was like, listen, I got a new laptop, 
I don't got the funds like that to be, you know, going in the studio and, you know, recording. Let's just record it and see what happens. And mm-hmm. then when eventually when I came back home to uh, to Brooklyn, you know, I just I took the tracks, broke them down and brought them to a studio and remixed it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, the sound is not too bad. And just put it out there and see what happens. And, and that was the whole journey for, you know, 29. Basically, that whole experience was just like an introduction just to bring myself out you know i had all this different type of music so i didn't know how people was going to respond to it at first because yeah. everybody knows me as a live guitar player but you know for a studio i was really excited to get that stuff out so at the same time that's when the article rolling stone it came out on you know the next young gun and a whole bunch of stuff came out i had a single called um, rock out and yeah i did my first show for 29 uh at blue note and it was sold out and everybody came out, and that's where it really started. So pretty much from, I want to say, the end of 2015 until now, those two years has been, you know, pretty good. It's just been taking off. So, yeah, I got a whole lot of music and a whole lot of new stuff to come. So I'm excited for yeah. the new stuff. So. And are you um, recording on your laptop for the new stuff, too? Yeah, yep. Keeping everything on the laptop. <laughs> no, no, no. And this time, got a little, you know, try to, you know, definitely record more in the studio and you know different ideas i still have the laptop and still use that as a foundation Mm -hmm. for demos and stuff but yeah this time it's a little different so who would you say um your biggest influences are in terms of your style and approach to what you do uh there's a lot as far as guitar players uh, of course Jimi hendrix everybody knows that uh stevie ray vaughn prince uh John Schofield, Wes Montgomery, you know, Miles Davis, Jaco Pastorius, Joni Mitchell, Jeff, mm. you, really? everybody. Yeah. You Me know. too? Yeah. yeah. Never She's said got that. a new album that's coming out <laughs> December 31st for you guys <laughs> listening out there. It's called, it's called Invisible. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. But I mean, serious, like, I mean, hip hop, I mean, Jay Dilla, you know, D'Angelo, it's pretty much. It's a mix of everything, you know. I mean, country, uh, John Cash, I mean Willie Nelson. It it goes it goes deep. A def, you know, a lot of different you know genres and a lot of musical influences that I like, and I just try to take all of the stuff that I like and put it into a gumbo, yeah. and just see what happens. Yeah. Is there anyone that you haven't worked with that you are like, oh man, if I get the chance, this is who I want to perform alongside or or There's even learn from. There's a few. I mean, definitely uh, off top of the head, I would probably say Carlos Santana. Oh, my God. Uh, That'd be yeah. amazing. Carlos Santana is probably, you know, the guy, Buddy Guy, of course, mm-hmm. uh, for blues. D'Angelo, uh, Rafael Sadiq. Whoa. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people out there I would like to, you know, collab with, see mm-hmm. what happens, so. And who have you worked with where you had a moment where you're like, wow, I can't believe this is happening right now? Um, A few. Like aside a, from me. Like aside anyone from else. you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to embarrass me like that. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a few. I mean, um, you know, Jamie Lydell, you know, for a lot of people that don't know who Jamie Lydell is, he's a very dope artist. And he's not an incredible singer, but this guy makes his own sounds. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, to actually sit in the studio with him, and watch him create sounds from scratch. It was just like, it was crazy. You know, um, mm-hmm. Farrell, Farrell Munch. You know, I had pff, tapes of him from a little kid, <laughs> me and my brother, you know, back back in the day. And just to sit in the studio and actually 
you know, do a project with him now, you know, that's crazy. There's a few people. I'm going to keep it, you know, top secret. But okay. there's a few that's coming. You guys will hear it in the next few few months. Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds really, really good. Yeah. So now that we've kind of established a little bit of your your career and your history and what you what you're you've been mm-hmm. up to, I want to get into like the conversation about the grind of being an artist mm-hmm. and the struggle of we had a conversation where we both vibed on the struggle of yeah. social media yeah. and trying to even though we don't like it, we also have a an appreciation for it. We understand the value of it. Mm-hmm. What is your your conversation in your head about social media? It's a it's fifty fifty because it's like if you don't have a social media outlet to promote your music, people doesn't really don't want to check you. And they're like, Well he's not doing anything and then you get to these big uh corporations where they look at, you know, your followers. Your followers. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if you have 1,500 or 2,000, okay, that's not enough. But then you can turn around and pay for, like, 20,000 followers. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll mess with you then. But then you click on the picture and it's, like, 20 likes. Yeah. You know, so it's it's weird. And then also, too, you know, I had to come to grips to, like, you know, people are not going to buy your music, <laughs> you know, on social media. So it's like. It's not until when you come to a show and people see the whole experience and they get to see, okay, this is what the actual show is. That's where you actually make, you know, some money or something, you know, from that. But as far as like selling the music online and everybody's streaming, you know, it's a different time because now it's like even artists that I like, you can go on iTunes or Spotify and just get whatever album you want and you pay your membership is $9.99, you know. (laughs) And that's so then it. how, as an artist, do you make money in this current day and age with, with streaming sites and things like that? How do, especially independent artists, how do you guys, mm. how do you guys get paid? Yeah, but now there's, you know, there's different routes. You know, before, back in the day, there was a, you know, you could tour for a long time and, you know, make money off of touring or records. Or Since that's a little different now, you have to have different outlets. So, like maybe uh, movie productions or songwriting or, you know, producing for different artists. Mm. You have multiple ways that you can do stuff, you know, make music for video games or TV commercials or whatever. So that's where, you know, you need to tap into that and find what's your, your lane. You know, as a guitar player, you know, of course I'm a guitarist, but then also, too, I'm a producer. So I try to, you know, stretch out, you know. So if I can play the bass or play drums, I'll use that in my music production you know yeah. what I mean so and try to maybe write a song for a different artist or try to do something to where it's like with Netflix you know something like that but you know it's it goes it gets tricky because you have to have a team you have to have a publicist you got to have you know a good manager you know and then at the end of the day people have to really understand your vision what it is that you want to do if they don't understand that then it's going to be a whole long process so you know my advice is you know Whatever it is that you're going to do, make sure that you know exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Not just to say, okay, I just want to put out an EP and that's it. And once the music is out, you know, I'm going to make all this money. It doesn't work like that. You know, there's a lot of people, for example, that's hot right now, like uh, Kendrick or uh, Anderson Pack, to where they've been in the game. Um, Rhapsody is a perfect example. She's been in the game now for like seven, eight years. And it's not until now that she's getting all this uh, exposure. Right. You know, with a dope record, but it took her to record. It took her two years to finish that record and mm-hmm. to be put out the right way and find the right label. So mm-hmm. there's definitely, you know, a process of uh, 
trying to get to where you need to get and you have to have the patience to really go through that some people don't have the patience you know so it takes time you know so don't do it for the money do it for the love <laughs> <laughs> i think that seems to be like a recurring theme across the board when it came when it comes to like the arts mm. basically because yeah. i'm still trying to figure out how to translate a like into support um mm. i'm trying to figure out how to get someone to not only see a post but then support that post or support whatever right. that post is is um um promoting right. and so for you that's something that we were talking about because i think um social media has become like a requirement as an artist. Yep. But then how do you, in, in the midst of all of the, the posts that our, that followers are inundated with, how do you stand out? How do you get people to look at your thing, click on your thing and then yeah. follow through with action yeah. or in some cases with payment, like go out and buy an yeah. album or something or yeah. come to a show. Yeah. The best thing to do now is like, you know, that's the downside of the social media, but then on the good side, there's more of a, a platform to where everybody gets to see any video that you put out on Instagram or Facebook. So now it's like, you know, we have iPhones, we have all these different technologies to where that you can, you don't need like a whole camera crew to film right. the video mm -hmm. or to do anything. As long as the visuals looks right and it looks, you know, decent, you can doing get it. Right yeah, doing that right now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I think that's the, the best uh, way to get your stuff out and keep have more content more music out the more you have out and just keep pushing your brand as much as it is so actually you can take nothing and make it something so that's the the good in the you know social media but it goes 50 50 you know there's something about you that i really like and admire um and it's evident obviously in the way that you um, were so generous to lend your music to the outlet radio show right. um there's a quality that you have about you that I honestly feel it's I only see it with certain like mm. old school people, not necessarily so much the new crew that's coming in. Yeah. Um, and it's that that supportive like, you know, I'll come out and support you like let's work. Let's, yeah. It's about the work. It's about creating mm. and, and putting good, good quality music out there. Yeah. That's Where does that come from with you? Because I don't, I mean, not to say that the, I'm not, I want to be, you know, side-eyeing the, the younger generation, no. not to say that they, are, they aren't in there, but that seems to be like this lost or fading quality mm. within this industry because so many people are just trying to get, you know, get paid. Like, how much are you going right. to pay me? Right. And I've seen you in your circle go and support people's projects mm. and just, for the for the for the love of the work and just right. wanted to, to support i mean for me you know it was all about how the way i was brought up you know you know i've been doing music from young so a lot of the people that i looked up to and a lot of my friends were older people you mm -hmm. know i when i went to school i had friends you know everybody my age but at the same time just learning from the people that i looked up to for example jeff the whole i tell you like a quick story you know when i met jeff we were doing a lot of sessions and stuff together. And then he came to me with an idea to go to Europe for the first time. And I was like, no, nah, there's no way. I didn't even have... Wait, wait. Did he say he was going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime? Yeah. He said that. He said that. He was <laughs> That's like, his line. That's his he line. He was like, listen, I don't know. This is what it is. Let's make it happen. Either you're going to do it. And then when I told him I didn't have a passport, he was like, man, you better go get you a passport. Wow. Don't 
you know, you better not miss this. And it's like, okay, I can either stay in Brooklyn and do the same thing or take this opportunity. And for me, it was like, I love travel. And at that moment, I was young. You know, I never been outside of... Yeah, I was 18, yeah. yeah. I never been outside of the country, you wow. know what I'm saying? And, you know, Jeff, he's been doing this for, like, years, you know what I mean? And just so low-key and just, he could have asked anybody, you know what I mean? There's millions of guitar players, you know what I mean? And for me, I was just like, man, if I have the opportunity to even get out of New York, I'm going to find a way, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to find a way to at least to where I can maybe move out over there or try something, you know what I mean, out of my comfort zone. And when that happened, and the first show we did was uh, with the family stand, that was, that was, uh, no, it was um, Jazz Cafe. We did London. You did London? First, yeah, it was London first, then um, okay. Paradiso. Yeah, because I remember that with Lim, <laughs> who was training. Yeah, another good friend, friend of ours, Lim, you know, he's a big bodybuilder. And he was like, yeah, come with me to the gym. And at this time, I was never working out or something. So here <laughs> I am, it's like, yeah, I'll come to the gym and then, working out with him and then my arms was like so tense <laughs> and it's the first gig in Europe it was a mess but it was like just have you know spending money like I'm thinking pounds were dollars mm -hmm. so I was like you know if something was 20 20 pounds I thought it was 20 dollars <laughs> and I was just splurging and I need to get this for mom and oh this and just out of control then went to Amsterdam and at that time I was smoking a whole lot of weed and just going all out you know just out you know just you know oh living God. it up and then but just from that experience from that tour turned into me you know meeting a lot of different people and I end up moving to Amsterdam and being there for like almost five years and so this this way about you where you just are so willing to support other people in their projects what is that like what what is in it for you well I don't look at I mean if I support something if I like it you know and if there's anything that I can do to help you know, I'm going to be there. It's the same thing what Jeff did to me. Same thing that I'll do for uh, Samir, you yeah. know, or uh, or Jay Swiss or the younger generation or my sister. You know, if I like it and, you know, I have something that I can do to help, I'm going to do it. And that's just part of my nature, you know. I have to like it, though, first. It can't be corny, though. You got to be. But you didn't see this. The, see, that's the <laughs> thing. Where That's where I was confused and surprised and was like, I'm going to save this email forever. Yeah. <laughs> because you didn't have any evidence in terms of my radio show of what it was going to be we hadn't even, we had never even met no you know? Jeff, Jeff told me about the show we was working on I was working on new things I was sending him you know some stuff to jump on and he was like yeah he's going to add some horns and some vocals to it and then you know he hit me back and he was like yo I'm doing the show with you and it sounded good and I was like yeah why not do it because it's like man that's something also too to get the music out there like as a preview and why not and then she told me I think your first uh first guest was Sandra guy oh guy yeah guy and for me automatically that's fam you know what I mean yeah. so guy Sandra that's all fam so me not knowing you at that particular time you're fam anyway so just Jeff telling me that you know there's no question like I don't have to ask or be like more information if Jeff says it's official then it's done I'm just like <laughs> yeah I I I came across that way of thinking when I was in college at Howard University that's a, a type of community that I really appreciated and I love to support. So whenever I see people who are like that, who aren't necessarily from my college background, I'm so amazed. Yeah. I really think that, you know, just in terms of you setting yourself up 
in the long run for this in this in your career that you are going to be so widely respected and well loved because you just are so generous in heart and spirit like it's just crazy to me uh, thanks. I, I mean, mean really it's incredible i mean for me too because you know being being young um doing music i've had times to where people was like no i'm plugging the amp <laughs> you know i put the guitar down and they detune the guitar take it out of tune and make it look like what is this kid Mm. being up on stage just totally like you know sabotage sabotage you know screaming out no it's f major seven what are you doing and like i don't know how to play or maybe it was like they didn't want the young kid to show up you know show show out show Show up and show out so (laughs) i was like man if i'm ever in a position to you know when i when i get older and there's people that's underneath me like for example there's a kid named um taz brandon taz he's young and kid is Killing. How old is he? He's he's like what twelve, eleven? I think he's fourteen. Fourteen or something like that. But playing like crazy. You know what I mean? And for me it's like I'm so thankful, you know, finally there is another generation, a really young generation, so the torches keep going. Because I remember I can look at him and look at myself too, because I remember I was his age doing the same thing. And yeah, you know, and now I see so much um, love and, you know, people like Vernon Reed and just the whole community. They really make sure that he's good and, you know, properly, you know, raised well. And, you know, not people trying to slip, you know, drugs in your drink <laughs> and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, detuning your guitar, all types of stuff. I mean, literally, my mom can tell you, I mean, I've had a lot of crazy you know, gigs where people just, they didn't want me to play. They unplugged the amp. You know, I'm playing them, looking around, and I was like, nah, I'll never get to a position. I don't care if the kid is 50 times better than me. That's how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to keep going and evolving. And, you mm-hmm. you know, you as a, a elder or as a, a mentor, you're supposed to give the jewels and pass it on. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. You know, everybody has their time to, you know, shine and do their thing and, and this business is big enough for everybody to do their thing. And that's why I said, you know, now there's a whole new uh, community, especially here in New York, where there's a lot of crazy musicians. And now people starting to finally come together and like, you know, as a team, you know, yeah. if you look at the West Coast and you have, yeah, you have um, Thundercat, uh, the Internet, uh, Flying Lotus, Anderson, Kendrick, Terrence Martin, everybody's on each other's records. Yeah. And everybody is just chilled. I love everybody's it. winning so why is it that we can't do that over here because i notice here like there's a lot of great musicians but everybody is kind of well i wouldn't say now but in the past it was a little divided a little bit it was like when i get put on then i'll help you mm. but other than that it's me first everybody yeah. has this thing like no and you know especially with uh i think like people like robert glasper and you know common you know all them now to win grammys for you know jazz and hip hop it's kind of opened up a door for a whole new generation of musicians coming in the door now to actually do their own thing without it being a certain you know level because I've always seen that before it's like when you first come out you're hungry you know you're trying to improve yourself and then once you get to a certain level you get satisfied and mm-hmm. you start making records that you wasn't making before you know yeah. why is that you know because you got a lot of success and now you're kind of like nah I'm gonna I'm living a good life. Let me not, you know, yeah. keep it going. So that's my thing too now is like there's a whole new uh there's a whole new scene that's happening here that's like it's really cool. So that's why I'm like definitely, you know, just be in the mix and look out for new new talents and new stuff and 
there's room for everybody, so why not? Yeah. You know, there's a thousand guitar players out here doing the same thing that I'm doing. I'm not the only one, but if I can do something that can push that to the next level, then why not? Let me do it. There's there's a thousand guitar players doing what you do, but none of them are doing it as cool as you do it. I can tell you, when I watch you on stage, it looks like nothing is happening. You're so still. You don't make faces. Your hands are, like, so slick with it. It's like you're a ninja. You're like a guitar ninja because it's like the movement is so stealth. It doesn't even make any kind of sense. And, I'm, I mean, I was watching you perform. I was with Jeff and I were in the audience. Guy was in the audience. And I was like, why does he look like he's just, like, hanging out? Like... <laughs> I'm just being And then the key, lick that you're key. playing is crazy. That's the thing. It was like all over the place, but you would just that look That gig in. was low key. It wasn't about me. I was here to support. So are you telling yeah. me that there are moments when you're on stage and it can read on your face that you're doing yeah. something? Sometimes. I don't know when, but sometimes. <laughs> I don't believe you. Every single time I've seen you play, I'm like, he makes it look like it's so simple. But if you close your eyes and you just listen to it, you can hear how complicated it is. If I look at you, I'm going to think, oh, I could do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. So what is that about? What 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 do you... what? It's called what, practice. You're too cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's called practice, yeah. When we spoke um, a, short, a short while ago, you were saying um, something that I think is a takeaway for you so far is to ask for what you want. Um, where where do you feel like that lesson made its itself most known in your life in your career? No, I mean asking for what I want. I mean it's I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's like it's just like anything else. Like you set a goal and you try to work towards it, and hopefully you can accomplish, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. But the only thing that I ever wanted to do was play around the world. And just be able to play my guitar around the world. But I didn't realize playing around the world, you touch so many different people. And in the experiences and what music does to everybody from all different races and genres. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. So once I did that, it's like, okay, what's next? You know, I got to put an album out. <laughs> okay, put an album out as well. Okay, what's next after that? And it's just, it's like once you get to a certain goal, you just keep... Uh, keep you know trying to get to the next the next thing so for me it's like i don't think i would be satisfied ultimately where i want to be because i'm always trying to aim for the next thing so what do you ask for i mean it's like for example uh last year early last year i said i wanted to play at a uh, blue note for the cd release party comes to find out you know on the actual day November 29th, and the album is called 29. I actually do the gig on that actual day. Wow. Okay? And so it sells out. It's great. Then, you know, uh, the album received well and, you know, was able to do a lot of shows. And we end up doing a lot of festivals and stuff that, that next year. And then I was like, you know what? Okay, since I did Blue Note, I should do Apollo. But do something like where I can invite everybody. Mm -hmm. I did that. <laughs> That was last year. Okay. Next goal, what is this year that I want to do? I said, okay, after Apollo, I got to do the garden. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but see what happens. Wait, now, but you have to tell a little more about the garden story because it started <laughs> with you performing in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. When I lived in uh, Orlando uh, at the time, I was like, what, 15? 
14, 15, and um, my mom, she was doing a lot of my, you know, gigs and stuff, you know, setting up stuff, and she had got the idea, and I had the idea, too, to uh, do the national anthem for the Orlando Magic. And at this time, you're talking about when Shaq and Penny mm. was there. So this was like Orlando was really, like, big at that time. And, you know, she went made a few phone calls and, you know, at that time it was much more easier because people would just come to a show and just check you out and then book you. It wasn't like, okay, what's your Instagram? Again, social media. <laughs> right. How many followers do you like? It was like, if you can play, you can play. So, you know, everything worked out. Make a long story short, I ended up doing uh, the national anthem for a playoff game. I think it was the Orlando Magic against uh, Seattle Supersonics. Mm -hmm. So Sean Kemp. Gary Payton, you know, it was in that time. It was crazy. And I was like, wow, it was on TV. And, you know, it was a really good uh, response from that. And then they invited me back to do the hockey uh, national anthem. End up doing that. And then that was it. Never thought nothing of it after that. Years later, come back around, you know, now I'm going to be doing the uh, national anthem for uh, the Knicks versus uh, the Houston Rockets at mm -hmm. the Garden. But only this time, it's a crazy time. So, you know, we should see what happens. Maybe I should sit down on the floor and do the national anthem <laughs> with my back turned. Yeah, but, you know. Oh, yeah, I just forgot Yeah, you know, the whole thing now. Yeah, the get whole thing. Get down on the knee. Get down on the knee because now it's like, um, you know, the NFL, we, as we all know, what's been happening with that. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, NBA players are going to be kneeling or nothing like that. So, you know. See what happens. Maybe the part where it comes to land of the free, you get down on one knee. Yeah, I get down on one knee. Yeah, play all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Land of the free. Then you yeah, down. yep. Then you get down on one knee. Make sure I just got some knee pads though, because yeah, yeah. that floor is kind of hard. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm it's for the struggle, it's Marcus. Hard. It's for the struggle. Got, for the struggle, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get through it, through the end. But no, but that's I mean, make a long story short, that's what's happening now. So I'm gonna be doing the um the national anthem for the Nick game at the garden. And I always wanted to play the garden. I don't know how. I don't care if I had to do the anthem or whatever. And then the next step is to do a show there. So I mean, it's hard to explain. I mean, there is a lot of work, there's a lot of, you know, time and energy. It's not like you just put something out of thin air and it just happens you have to it takes time you know what? it's so funny because you're telling this story yeah. and you're you're doing the short version the short version mm. oops short version <laughs> short version of the story but yeah. you specifically asked somebody about the the um madison square garden opportunity yeah yeah like you actually had the courage to ask the question. And that was, I remember when we were talking about it, I found that to be really cool because I know for myself, that's something that I can often kind of get nervous about because I'm, I'm just preparing myself for the nose. So sometimes I won't mm. even go so far as to ask. Mm. And when you said that you, you asked the question and because you asked that question, you're going to be performing at Madison square garden doing the national anthem. I just was like really blown away. I knew that that was something I really wanted my listeners to hear yeah. and to really grasp Yeah, that it was, it was really about you deciding this is something that I'm, that I have, a this is a goal of mine and let me see what I can do to help facilitate that goal happening right. versus right. you just kind of hoping and wishing and one yeah. day it happens. Yeah. And then also too, I mean, 
all you know jokes aside i mean it's all it's all about timing and perfect because you know i wanted to do this years ago you know but the timing of everything happening now it's just everything just it's just happening it's just hard to explain it's just happening at this right time and everything feels right like far as the music you know where i want to be and things are growing because you know me doing this you know for such a long time you know i had opportunities as a kid to like really do go pop and you know have the big label and say yeah we won you know in the times of uh what is it backstreet boys and hansen and they said okay you get some little black kids and put a guitar in their hand and give them a little pop song and you know maybe have a hit song and then that's it you know i had an opportunity to do that and i was like nah i want to play my songs the way i want to do it i want to write it and i want to produce it the way that i want to do it so you know it's all about timing and i rather if it happened this way now versus me you know blowing up and burning out so fast at the same time you know yeah. because that could have happened too you know yeah i could have blew up at 22 19 and be burnt out by 27 so for me it's like you know just keep working and keep grinding and you know make sure that you're in the right places and you know you're able to play and that's it and just the opportunity for me to be you know in europe spending time over there and actually you know playing with musicians and you know being able to tour and see different other stuff that's what it's all about you know i mean everything else will come in time just you know don't stop you know i say the same thing for you too you have the show the show is incredible everybody should know about it you should be able to be interviewing oprah on the floor <laughs> here in brooklyn <laughs> On Rogers and President. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, the on the avenue with the trap. With all the noise. With yeah. all the noise and the gunshots. And no, <laughs> no, no, not yet. You know, but no, but I mean, like, seriously, like, why not? You know, the, it should be able for everybody all over the world to hear this. And now it's like there's a lot of different um, opportunities and there's ways for people to listen to it. You know, my sister, for example, she had a little college radio show. And she was doing it, uh, what was it, for Kingsborough College. And, you know, she was into TV productions and, mm -hmm. you know, the same thing. And, you know, I told a couple people in Europe, and before you know it, she had listeners from Rotterdam, you know, listening to it. You know, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. over there, but they was like, man, the music they're playing is dope. Yeah. You know, so, and it's all about helping, you know, each, you know, each other. Because basically at the end of the day, we're a community, we're family. So anything I can do, I help. You know, I thank you, and I appreciate that. I'm thinking about you having that opportunity so early in your career to mm. kind of shadow the family stand and um, travel and live abroad. Mm. How did that experience, especially so early on in your career um, as a professional musician, how did that shape you and prepare you for the industry today? It helped a whole lot because, uh, I mean, without me going through that, I probably would not know as much as I know now. So, you know, like, you know, Jeff, everybody gave me a lot of jewels and a lot of information. And, you know, me being, you know, in Europe, being, you know, not from Holland, being the only, you know, American guy in a place where, you know, the first language is uh, is Dutch, mm -hmm. but then the second language is English. So sometimes I'll be sitting and they'll be talking Dutch. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. But then how the way they work, it's a totally different vibe, too. So, you know, I learned a whole lot of uh, the business side and how to, uh, you know, 
work your brand and doing you know the ways that you know you need to do it. it's like going to college it's yeah. like you know not everything was you know nice you know there was some down moments too and then there was some moments to where it's like okay me staying quiet that's not going to get me too far you know you have to speak up with certain things you know right is right so that's what I did and I started to really like put my foot down and really say okay I got to finish this project I have to get it out mm-hmm. you know I have to come back home because every time I would come home everybody wants to do something but then I gotta turn around and go back and tour which is great but then you fall kind of short of doing what it is that you want to do because now you can be a touring musician where you tour like all year round but then when it comes time to do your stuff you don't really have that much time Mm -hmm. so it's really a a sacrifice that you have to really figure out you know and it's not about the money because if you think about the money you're going to get opposite right (laughs) you won't get nothing you know you have to really say you know what i may not have the funds i may not even have a macbook but you know there's a lot of people that you know that can that you can collab with and you know work out different ways of getting it done and it may take time, it may take two years, it may take six months, but as long as you have a goal and you finish it, then everything else starts to, you know, start to receive, you know, some blessings from it. I think that that's the lesson that I'm kind of learning in my um, situation, particularly with the radio show, is just the patience of it all. Yeah. Because the support is there. I mean, obviously, you know, Jeff has been holding me down since moment one. Since I was like, I think I have an idea. Like, he's been like, well, go for it. You don't even know what the idea is yet, Jeff. Like, he's been that supportive from the yep. beginning. Um, but I know for me, the the challenge has been, and this is, a, this is an overall blanket statement for my whole life, it's just patience. Just recognizing that there are steps to this thing. And that actually, mm-hmm. if I follow the steps versus trying to rush through it, I might actually have a little longevity in this business. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm learning so much by this process at this point to learn how to edit versus, you know, Jeff doing it. (laughs) Now I want, one, I have a great deal of respect for what it takes to to sit down and, and do that kind of tedious work. But I'm also learning so that if I do hire someone one day whom I can pay, I can be able to give them like, some sort of notes from a world from a yeah. breath of experience versus you know i yeah. think if you can you blah 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 right so i'm i'm learning that and so i i love hearing from you that you know you having an opportunity to shadow these people and work alongside them it has given you it's taught you so many of these valuable lessons yeah definitely i mean it's like uh you know sometimes i was just talking to another friend the other day and they was just saying like, man, I don't know what to do. I want this and I want that. And just to make it make the story short, it's like sometimes when you ask for something and you want it so much, you get the opposite of what it is that you really want. It's like you have to learn to be like, you know what? This is what it is. This is what this is where I'm at. Let me work with what I have and start building from there. Don't think about I want I want because every time the more you want, <laughs> you're gonna get the opposite. Well. It may not be your time yet. Yeah, to get yeah. that. And I've and I've heard this yeah. is this is from people who believe in the law of attraction. I've heard that when you communicate from a place of I want, I want, what you're really saying to the universe is I don't have. And so it kind of multiplies that yeah. for you. And you're, then and then sometimes when, you know, you feel like, Man, why is it that I can't do this or I can't do that or nothing is not happening for me? Because it may not be your time. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, you may be sitting down for a second. It's for a reason because yeah. if you would get whatever it is you want, you may not know how to handle it. You may just mess it all up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why I mean it's like it's all about patience and just work and just, you know, keep pushing and keep doing your thing. And, you know, this world is big enough for everybody to do their thing, you know. So, you know, there's many ways of uh, getting to where you want ultimately you want to get. But patience is a virtue. You have to have patience, especially for what we do. You know, it's not it's oh very God. it's 50 50. You know, everybody thinks, you know, oh, I go on tour and I tour for four months. I'm coming back with all this money and I can just sit back and just kick it. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't Jeff like finds that. that very comical. It's not, it's, it doesn't work like that. You got to keep the lights on because those four months can turn into your whole entire check yeah. is gone. And then what you're going to do, you're back at square one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to keep working ahead. You know, it could be a busy year. It could be not a busy year. You know what I mean? So. You know, there's different ways of uh, just staying busy, whatever it is that you want to do. Well, I mean, Marcus, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm, like, so, so proud of you. Every time I see you, like, on Instagram or if I see you on stage, I'm like, oh, look at Marcus. Uh, like, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, there's such a source of personal pride there because I'm just, like, so happy to see you. Um, having all these opportunities, Thank getting your you. just Thank due, you. and you have you have such a gracious and humble spirit about it, which makes it even better. You know what I mean? You're not up there like, yeah, you you're not Kanye in this whole thing, which you know it works for Kanye, but you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. in there like so humble and so gracious and so appreciative of all of the opportunities Thank that are being you. tossed your way and that you've worked for. Um, and I just really love seeing you get your moment. So I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I am incredibly, incredibly grateful for your contribution to the show and really honored to have you on here today. Thank you. My honor, my pleasure to be on this show, man. See, this, this is, is part I'm one. About. See? This is part one, so we're going to have a part two. We're going to have a part two? Yeah, we're going to have a part two. Is yeah. when all those projects you can't tell me about are out yeah. and then we can actually name names yeah, and stuff? Yeah, I want to <laughs> say it, but it's, you know, just That's stay okay. tuned. Stay you tuned. know, you actually have... This is a revolving door for you. You can come back anytime you want because your music literally opens and closes the show. Okay. You cool. you kind of run this, so cool. Appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome thank back you, any any time. So for those people who do not know you and would like to follow you, how can they follow you on social yeah, media? You can go to officialmarcusmachado.com. That's my website. Official Marcus Machado on Instagram. Marcus Machado on Facebook. Just put in Marcus Machado. Last name M A C H A D O. I say it again M A C H A D O. Yeah. Where's Machado from? Uh, Panama. My family's from Panama, Uh-oh. Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. Did you know I was in Panama for a few months? Yeah. Yeah. You was? I, yeah. Part? I was living in Panama for three months. Really? Yes. And you didn't call me? I didn't know you at that time. That's before I knew you, actually. I got 300 cousins in Panama. What? I would have had like 300 places to stay. <laughs> We'll talk more about that off the air. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, so guys, if you want to follow the Outlet Radio Show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Outlet Radio Show. And if you want to follow me, feel free. You can follow me on Twitter and um, Instagram at I am Zania Shangay. And listeners, by the way, uh, make sure you look out for her album that's coming out <laughs> top of the year. <laughs> so all this is a prank. She's doing this to set up for her official album. Oh my she's been God. hitting me about, you know, tracks. I'm a, so. Look, I'm going to lay down some vocals some on vocals. one of 
<laughs> one yeah. of uh, Marcus's. We're gonna um, change your name. We're it's gonna, gonna be a secret out. name. It's gonna be awesome. Maybe call you Camille or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever we have to do. I can wear. <laughs> I can wear long bangs wait, so yeah. nobody sees my face. It'll be awesome. <laughs> He's fine. I can't. What is happening yeah. today? What is happening? I like <laughs> oh my it's goodness, okay. guys! Thank you so much for um, plugging in for another week with us this has been great thank you marcus thank you this thank has you. been awesome thank, thank you, you jeff thank you man <laughs> and thank man. you guys for listening until next time take care what up y'all this is marcus machado and you are plugged into the outlet radio show with azania shenge